Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Shen of Podcast episode two twelve. What's up, bro? That was a sexy picture of you, man. <laughs> oh, it's like we're getting set up over here. But yeah, almost forgot my little fucking sign right there. Is it? Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. Yeah. Um, that was a. Uh, <laughs> I just happened to see this when I was getting the stuff together to move the uh, the all this stuff down here instead of up in the in the office. Um. Yeah, that right there is my um, my old uh, high school art teacher. Oh, here it is. Here's a better shot of her. Okay, I don't know if it's kind of hard to tell, but um, oh, she has I, short hair. Well, no, I, yes, in this in this photo she did, but <clears throat> um, she has the she has the Billie Jean was, King. Uh, she has the Billy Jean King haircut, dude. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, right here she I, does. I, I always imagined this lady to have like long hair, so it's just like interesting. She to did. Actually... No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. She did. She did have long hair. It was like you know down to uh, down to her shoulders, mm. and um, I think you can tell by this photo that she has you know rather uh, you know she's very large <laughs> in the uh, mammary uh, gland area. Um, <laughs> Jesus. And dude, she was, I mean, even in this photo, like this was, um, what, uh, about 20 years after I graduated, dude, I'm <clears throat> no 20. Yeah. 24 years after I graduated, I think. Cause, um, no, it's not that it's, um, dude, what's 34 minus, uh, 18. 34 minus 18 is, uh, 16. Six. I'm sorry. Yeah. So 16 years after uh graduation is this photo right here i'm 34 years old and so if you can imagine what this lady looked like 15 years before that and dude this was okay so this photo was 20 years ago this photo was taken 20 years ago from today well that, that was I'm 30 that was, that was the i'm 34 teacher. years old there and this was my art teacher from high school this is miss brockton right there and dude let me just tell you that 15 years before that um that woman inspired me uh one of our favorite things that she used to do is when she whenever she came by to to look at the at whatever work you're working on you know usually you were, we were sitting at a table and so she would come across on the across on the other side of the table and then she would lean over you know and kind of lean down and you're like going you know because she had you know like a, usually not a really low cut um uh top one but um no she's very uh conserv- 
she's very conservative in this photo, but like <clears throat> um, she inspired you to basically in, become an artist, right? You're your art teacher. Oh yeah. Right? That's yeah. awesome, man. I mean, dude, I just I wanted to make um amazing artwork to make her happy. You know, I, you I, know, I wanted to impress this lady, you know. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think about my art teacher. I had an art teacher and um this was in high school actually and it was like the last period of the day of my senior year it was like i don't give a fuck about school anymore right it was just kind of like one of these classes that you signed up for and he was this old man who had i still remember what he looks like but i don't remember his name actually it might have been mr parker can't but i can't remember but the point is this guy did not care about art man okay like he was just like <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's also it's always really cool to have somebody that can actually inspire you to you know we were doing some pottery classes in his class in his class right um yeah yeah, yeah we did the know, same thing yeah but i mean um it was I don't know, people were just goofing off in that class i feel like and i, I always remember I, I was thinking i should have taken home ec because at least you get to eat some snacks after uh after <laughs> you cook them <laughs> right. so uh, I, I don't know do kids have do kids have like the uh those kind of classes still i mean the, the those were like the elective classes right because i'll have I, to I, ask my uh, twins I, I have no idea i have no idea what classes they have i just I'm, I'm grateful that i don't have to do any homework with them you know i grew up with woodshop uh, right i mean did you, did you take did you have woodshop um no i i never had wood shop basically because you see this wall right here behind me the cinder block wall yeah okay on the other side of that cinder block wall is my dad's wood shop and he had more tools in that wood shop than the whole school had like yeah, every single tool wood tool you can think of down to like lathe you know uh planer joiner shaper uh radial they... arm saw wall saw uh jigsaw um Let's, I'm starting to sound like uh, Forrest Gump there. Drig saw, <laughs> wall saw, uh, hander saw, circular uh, saw. Offer it at we had school, the, uh, they offered the classes? Yes, they did. Okay. Yeah, okay. but I, I didn't take it because I figured, yeah. why? what am I doing wasting my time there? I got a better shot here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying it's weird. And, I feel like... and by that time, dude, already, you know, we had already built the house. We started building this house. We parked a, you know, a trailer in the front lot and and lived in that trailer while we built this house it took us three years and um we only had like one one carpenter that would help with you know help my dad so it was my dad and this carpenter uh my mom and my brother and i you know and for like nine years old up to about maybe nine and a half i was basically kind of cleanup crew but then there started being things i could do like hammering in floorboards hammering in the you had insulation in the walls home, basically <laughs> I had wood shop at home. I had, yeah, well, shop at, I had a you know, ten times better wood shop at home than I, at school. The, the elective there was a you can also do music when I was in element. I mean, uh, high school as an elective too. But you know, it's funny that I ended up doing music, but I had no interest in doing music when I was a uh, uh, <laughs> when I was in high school as an elective man. Like you know, going and joining the band that was just like not part of my uh you know music love man like i was like always skipping out uh of school and kind of like going to my friend's house and listening to records you know what i mean but joining a band it, it was like orchestra marching band like that was just not cool enough for me like you know what i mean so it's just funny how like things turn out you know music class dude i i joined the marching band playing the fucking trumpet in seventh grade <laughs> so that every other year they would take a trip and i would get to be away from my parents for two days how about that oh, yeah, commitment I, I for do, such I a little for such little turnaround 
You know what I mean? Like I was willing to sacrifice. Ridiculous. That's funny, man, because like today, this is a, a, a our guest today, man, is the guy that I've met kind of like doing music uh, outside of school, man. Like, you know, I literally uh, I was invited to a club and watching this guy, uh, just another DJ play. And uh, this he was the guy opening up before the DJ that uh, uh, was playing that night. You know what I mean? And then I was like, dude, this guy's really, really good, man. And uh, um, I always just wanted to be like a person that like uh, gave other artists a chance. You know what I mean? Because like coming up. Yes. Unlike unlike you were dealt with by most people. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Man. You know, it's like, you uh, know, exactly what it felt like. And it sucks. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just wanted to be a person that was like, hey, man, like this is the guy that actually like give me a chance, man. So I've got to know uh lawrence or his uh, artist name is tunes from the crypt uh quite a little bit man and uh, he's gonna play my uh uh 40th birthday party man that we're gonna have on the uh 29th man so i'm really nice. excited to have him on the show man and he has his own podcast too which he's gonna tell us all about and uh, i'm gonna go ahead and let him in man sweet Okay. I love it. Yeah. Dude, I love the background, bro. <laughs> Northern, is that the Northern Lights, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yes it is. You know, um, I, I love that choice. I, I've actually never seen them in person, and I really would like to see them. Yeah, same here. I want to go one day. You know, you can see You them, haven't it, been there? You haven't seen the Northern Lights yet? No. My, my, my brother has seen them, and he did say they were really amazing. But, wow. uh, you know, you got to like, Where do you have to be? Where do you have to be in order to see them? Any, I mean, you guys know? Let, let, let me look that up then real quick. Where can you Alaska, see? I think. I think, yeah, That's... Alaska, you can see it. Okay, right here. Finland, all the Norway, Greenland, Canada, Alaska, Sweden. So Okay, yeah, you know, no, that, Alaska maybe, but I'm not going all the way over to Finland and, and Greenland to, just to see the fucking northern lights. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> wow. the thing is, like, it's got to be a certain time too, right? So the next question is, like. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. When do they happen? When do they go on? <laughs> Apparently late September to early March. Uh, sorry, late September to late March and early April. Oh, so shit. For that they're, long? Uh, they're about to start. It's I coming guess. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a winter thing. Right? Dude, they're so, going to be going on during your birthday, maybe. Maybe we should have like a live feed from someone. We can maybe get someone hook up with someone there and see if we can. <laughs> Dude, man, I'm excited. Dude, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, man. Just uh, where are you? Where are you? Where are you uh, coming yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in Pomona. The, okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Pomona is, uh, uh, you know, everybody knows Pomona. Obviously for... part of Alaska because you got the fucking Northern Lights there. You know, <laughs> Pomona, Alaska. Pomona, is, for, for all you uh, out of California listeners, it's pretty much uh, the most east city in Los Angeles County. Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So On the border, yeah. I, didn't, re- I did not know that. Well, the reason That's... is I, I know it's still L.A. County is because the L.A. County Fair is held in Pomona, basically, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. uh, I always w- wondered as a kid, I was like, uh, I was always really confused because, you know, my parents would tell me, you're from L.A. I was like, well, why do we live in why do we live in the San Gabriel Valley then? You know, I was like, they're like, well, the L.A. County Fair is here. So you're still part of L.A. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. So is that where but, is that where you grew up or uh, where where, you, where did you grow up? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. You know, I grew up in uh, San Gabriel uh, until I was eight years old. And then I moved to San Dimas, California. And then I, I lived there until 
I went to college at Cal Poly Pomona and then I kind of after college I, I live in Pomona now renting a room over here. Nice man. Yeah. Dude, okay. San, San Dimas. Everybody who's not I I actually used to live in San Dimas too, man. <laughs> no and way. Yeah, I did. I did. I live in Via Verde right off uh yeah, Raging, yeah. Raging Waters. And uh oh, yeah. the thing uh-huh. is like people who aren't from LA, they always whenever they hear San Dimas, they're always like, Oh, Bill and Ted, man. Bill and Ted fucking yeah. that fucking high school. Do you remember that teacher? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you remember that San Dimas? Yes, school, right. You know what I mean. That's that, uh, it's. You have to understand. It's it's it was uh it's very vague for me because I I caught like the you know that's like the tail end of when I was you know actually taking in movies so much like the Bill and Ted thing. So yeah, I yeah, I yeah. do but remember that. Was, that but that's that still was, in your era. That's still in your era, right, Teach? Yes, that's what I mean. Like the the tail end of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it what's funny, man, is because I'm about to join. Well, yeah, just so everybody knows, how old are you? Uh, I'm uh I'm thirty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, how do you how do you pronounce your name? Uh, tunes from the crypt. I, well, I basically tunes? said okay. I, I had it right. I, Fucking name. Well, where's where that from, man? Where's your name from, man? Because uh, yeah, yeah. if if you don't remember. It, <laughs> Yeah, so my my name is from, you know, growing up as a kid, I was real into this show called Tales from the Crypt. I don't know if you've ever seen it. And uh, Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. As, a kid, as a kid, that show scared the shit out of me, to, to be honest. Like, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, funny story. I remember um, I, was, I, was, I was sleeping in my in my bedroom as a kid and I had like a nightmare or something and I woke up and I and I went out into the living room and my parents were watching Tales from the Crypt and I don't know if you're familiar but yeah like the intro to the show it's like very spooky very scary and like oh yeah were, I remember it yeah so they so they what are you doing that, home? yeah yes all that fucking thing yeah <laughs> yeah a little blast but so that that's just luckily I was too old by then for that to really fuck with me so you weren't taking in. You weren't taking in uh, TV by that time already, right? Teach, or were you? Were you already? Uh... No, I no, I I still was, but um, I was old enough to where stuff like that didn't, you know, didn't didn't bother me. But, um, God, I can't imagine for yeah, like if my son would have seen that. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, if you don't remember, <laughs> if you don't remember that show, man, like for me that was a that was a real scary show growing up too, man. Like I, yeah. man, when I was a kid, even even like. <clears throat> Goosebumps scared me, man. You know, oh, I yeah. remember I remember yeah. when uh uh there was a Stephen King movie on TV called Thinner. You know what yeah. I mean? Where like oh, yeah. you know, he had a curse on him and he became so yeah. thin. And I remember that like fuck with me for like weeks, man. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? That whole thing. So there was I know it's such a pussy back then, dude. <laughs> you know, and then I like but then, like I don't know if you remember the, these like t- made for TV kind of movies, but you know, for kids it was pretty scary back then, yeah. man. So, so how did that inspire your name? I mean, I'm um, just curious, like, um, you know, I was just trying to come up with like a creative name for my artistry, you know, and yeah, you know, that, that has always been, you know, like uh, a part of my life, you know, especially, you know, like nostalgic memories as a kid and everything. And, and I'm, uh, you know, I, I was born in October, so I'm an October baby. I've always been into uh, Halloween and, and uh, scary stories and scary movies, and you know, and I've had a paranormal experience myself. And I've always been oh, into. Oh, hold on, hold on! Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're not gonna, we're not just gonna flash <laughs> right by that. We gotta, we gotta pull over and and, yeah. and park it for a second. <laughs> the uh, the paranormal experience. Could you please uh, expand on that a little bit? Okay, sure. Oh, let, yeah. me get my pop- let me get my popcorn. Hold on. <laughs> It's kind of a long story, you know, but uh, I'll basically start Dude. off by, by start off by saying that, you know, I've, 
growing up, I would say that it's not like I, I believed 100% or I didn't believe I was open to the idea of ghosts and stuff like that, right? I didn't, you know, I wasn't 100% sure on it, you know what I mean? But I had an experience in 2016. I had an experience in 2016. And after that happened, I'm a, I know now, like I'm a firm believer in, in all really? of this stuff, you know? Yeah. So like, well, yeah. let's hear it. Cause let's okay. hear it. Cause I'll tell you right now. Cause I don't believe in ghosts, man. You don't believe in it. I don't. Oh, well, that... the, the, here's the, here, here's my reason. Okay. I used to believe it. Like it's, it's actually goes to like, uh, being like, kind of like a pussy as a kid. I used to be a really scared kid. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then like, then the real world hit me of how scary <laughs> shit the real world can be. And, a lot of times I'm like, dude, if I get scared, I'm like, you know, there's real problems out there instead of my imaginary, <laughs> instead of my imaginary ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like that kind of kicks me into place. But I have ex experienced like weird places that felt kind of weird. But anyways, I don't want to I'll, I'll go back to that. But tell yeah. me about your uh, paranormal experience, man. Was it aliens? Because no, I mean, it was these days is mainstream, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you I'll, I'll tell the story right now and you tell me what you think. You might okay. not believe it or see the connection. I you might not see the connection though but like it was the most profound experience and after that like it, it, i've just been so like open to this stuff now i okay i, I believe in it. okay so basically what happened was okay so it was 2016 i think it was the summer of 2016 i was about i was anticipating going to cal poly pomona right i was going to go that fall semester and i remember i was on facebook just scrolling my feed and this article came up on facebook and it was like it was talking about Spadra and this place called Spadra. It's like a haunted cemetery in the city of Pomona, California. And I was interested, right? So I click on the article. I'm like, and then I'm reading all about it. And I was getting fascinated by it because I was like, man, how have I never heard about Spadra? You know, I've, I've grown up in San Dimas my whole life. How have I never heard about this? You know, like this is right here in Pomona. Like, you know, a lot, I'm sure you guys haven't heard of Spadra. A lot of people don't know about it. No. So, so oh. anyways, for days, me and my, my girlfriend at the time, for days we were we were digging and doing research and we were finding all this this history you can look it up there's all this history of the 1800s of the early story of the of uh pomona and basically pomona used to be called spadra california and there's a an old westerner his name is uncle billy Rabottom, and so he came from arkansas and he led a caravan of people from arkansas and he posted up in california which in that area there was nothing there pretty much you know and so he posted up led the caravan of hundreds of people you know these are wild west times and he posted up and and posted up right there in what is now pomona but it back then you know he okay so he was from a town called spadra arkansas so he's like you know what we're gonna land here and let's call this spadra california right and so we're doing i'm we're doing all this research right and i'm, I'm getting fascinated by it right and there was a a, a a point in time where I think me and my my girlfriend at the time where we went wrong, we were like taunting the idea of it, like mocking the spirit, because Uncle Billy Rabottom is buried. At the, <laughs> he, he's buried That's at the not cemetery. Good to do. He's buried at the cemetery, and and they, everyone talks about like you know don't mess with him, don't don't you know don't go to the cemetery, don't go near his grave, you know don't mess with him, right? And uh, okay. So then I shared the article on my Facebook page, right? And I was trying to get a group of friends like, oh, let's go to the cemetery. Like, let, let's go check it out. Let's go see what this is all about. And and check this out. It gets crazier. Check this out. So taking it, taking it a step further. Strength and all in numbers, of, basically, right? You're like, yeah. strength in numbers. We'll all go together. Yeah. It'll be cool. Okay. In all of our research, if you're familiar with Rancho Cucamonga, that guy, he opened up a restaurant in Rancho Cucamonga, and it's still there to this day. It's called Sycamore Inn, and it's over there on Foothill Boulevard. It's an old, you know, established 1848, right? And so he, so the evidence is all there. And even at Cal Poly and Pomona, they have a, 
they have a brewery at Cal Poly Pomona. The beer is there's a, they had a yeah, beer yeah. there called Rebottom's Red, and so they have a beer named after him. I've been to a brewery in Covina, and they have a Spadra IPA. So the the history is all there. The evidence is all there, right? So, anyways, we you know I put I shared it on my feed to get friends. We're gonna go check out the cemetery, right? And before me and my girlfriend were gonna meet up with my friends at the cemetery, we said, you know what? Let's go have dinner at this guy's restaurant first. Let's go eat at his old restaurant and then meet up with our friends and go to the cemetery. Okay. And so here's <laughs> and so here's what happened. Yeah. Oh so here's God. so here's what happened. It was a Sunday. I had work. I had work that day and I went home and me and my girlfriend. So we had sex, right? And we fell asleep naked. This is important for the story. We had sex, we fell asleep naked. And then I was like, all right, like, let's take a nap before we, uh, before we go to dinner and then go meet up with our friends. Let's take a nap, you know? And I was like, all right, set the alarm. And so she sets the alarm and th this is where it gets weird. Like all I remember is the alarm going off and I shot up out of my bed and I went into my, into my bathroom. And that's all I remember. And my girlfriend heard a loud thump in the bathroom. She heard a loud thump in the bathroom and she was like calling my name. You know, she called it once, twice. I'm not answering. And then she, she calls it a third time. I'm not asking. She's like, oh, something's wrong. She heard a loud thump in the bathroom. She goes into the bathroom. I'm on the, the, the bathroom floor naked having a seizure. And we were just about Whoa. to go to this. We were just about to go to the cemetery. You know, I don't have any health complications. I don't have a history of seizures. You know, this was a complete random event. What caused that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then so then. Uh, she calls my parents. I was living with my parents at the time. Calls them in. They go into the bathroom. They're like, they see their 24-year-old naked son having a seizure on the bathroom. They're like, what the hell is going on? You know, they're like, put some clothes on him. You know, put some clothes on me. <laughs> call the, call the, yeah, yeah. Call the paramedics. And then all I remember is, so I'm sitting in the living room and the paramedics are in my face. You know, they're asking me, you know, what year is it? What's your name? What's your phone number? What's your address? Who's the, who's the president? Asking me questions. I'm trying to answer them to the best of my ability. Then they take me to the hospital and I'm, I'm in and out of, you know, consciousness. And I remember, I remember looking at my girlfriend and my mom and my dad, and they're putting me in the stretcher in the back of the ambulance. And I remember looking at them and they had just a sad, disappointed look on their face. And I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what's going on or what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, I thought that maybe I drank a whole bottle of liquor and passed out. Anyways, it's all bits and pieces. They take me to the hospital and I still don't know what's going on. Like, why am I here? And I'll never forget when my, when my girlfriend, she came up to me and she looked at me and she was like, Daniel, we were supposed to go to the cemetery tonight and you had a seizure. And then it all hit me like, what the hell? Like, I just had a mm. seizure. Like, so I don't know. I don't know if you see the connection. No, you know? I mean, no, I, I, I understand. I understand. Like, definitely, mm -hmm. like, when you poke a bear, like, it might attack you. Like, I get it. You know, and you were poking. You were okay. poking with a with a cattle prod can, can I ask right you there. Real quick, You're just going. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you witnessed anybody have a seizure before that incident? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, I'm just saying it. It, mm -hmm. it is scary as it fuck. It is scary. I, I've seen I've seen people have seizures. Yeah. And it is very scary, and it it's is. almost like you're getting possessed, kind of thing, kind of thing going on. Especially me, for your parents to see your naked son <laughs> having a seizure. So yeah, well, that, yeah. That, well, okay. Let me tell you about my um, scary experience. Actually, have you ever heard of the Whaley House in San Diego? I think I've uh, heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it used to be like a courthouse yes. where they they used to hang people. Yes. There, right. Anyways, yes. I, I, I've been like, there. Okay. Did you feel any sort of weird stuff when you were there, Teach? Yes, I, I, I yeah, uh -huh. I, I, I felt like it was like weird. There was like a. a no, I would I call it um, like a um, an equilibrium shift. 
like a like shift this. in your equilibrium. Mm. Like it's kind of like whoa, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's in some well, sort of uh, followed that... by some, you know, like chicken skin, a little bit of chicken skin mm. that doesn't necessarily come all the way down your arms or anything like that. Just kind of like right down in the middle of your your uh, your back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've, for... I've experienced that several times. And when I was over in um, in England once, I, I went out uh, to the countryside, and um, it was just with a friend, and he had a friend that, that lived out there, and and. Um, it was an amazing, amazing old place, but it's right next to a, uh, a graveyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I went walking outside and uh, was walking towards the graveyard, I, it was just like, vroom, vroom, okay, wow, there's one equilibrium shift. Vroom, vroom, oh, there goes another one. Vroom, okay, I'm I'm going to walk a different direction now because mm-hmm. uh, the closer I get to that um, cemetery right over there, the more, uh, you know, little equilibrium shifts that I was having. So there was like- that. For the Whaley um, House, then for me, what's that? For the Whaley House, for me, it was really interesting because I felt like when I was there, um, you know, sometimes you just feel like a magnet, kind of like static, kind of stuff like that in the yeah. air. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I felt. And it was like almost like I can feel the force on my body. And it kind of that's what me. I'm talking about by an equilibrium little, shift caused yeah. by that, yeah. that type of energy, oh, like yeah. a static it's energy real. equilibrium pull. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on there. But here's the thing. This is why. Why, James? Why don't you know? <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, for for me, when I, like I said, I used to be a really big pussy when I was in when I was a when I was a kid. And when yeah. people would read, yeah, hey, you know, stories, they they say you are what you eat, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. <laughs> Kill me yeah. killing myself. That's why you're I'm a sorry. big asshole, bro. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> But but it, I set that shit up for you like you know like Lucy and you just yeah, instead you, of Charlie you, you, Browning it man you you fucking like roadrunnered it that motherfucker just, bam. But hold on, like when when I was a kid, I used you know kids would tell ghost stories. I would get scared, man. But like I said, and then I realized, uh, dude, you know what? You know what's crazier than ghosts? Losing your own fucking mind, bro. Like oh, going shit. insane, okay? Yeah. And then and then imagining there's ghosts, okay? You, you know what I mean, uh, right? So the going insane part yeah. happens first, and then you think that ghosts or shadow people, whatever the fuck, is talking oh, yeah. to you, right? So, okay, so that that made me realize I was like, oh, the the insanity comes first, actually. So I should be more afraid of the insanity, <laughs> like oh, yeah. you know what I mean. So just from an artist perspective, go ahead, Deej. What are you saying? I- well, I, I found some footage that I, that I wanted to show you that um, I don't, did I did I say anything to you, uh, James, about when I was driving here, uh, like what happened near Hartley, no. Texas? No, you didn't. You didn't. OK, so here's the um, I'm just going to show you the, uh, the the footage first and then I'll show you a couple of pictures that I took. But um, you know how like when they've said something about the um, the UFOs as, as they have been so, you yeah. know uh open about lately yeah they, they were talking about like these rectangles like seeing like they were they were like either a rectangle and then there's a spear you know yeah. um the egg shape so uh yeah here's here's uh some interesting it's hard to see but shit hold on. you know what hold on a second i'm gonna get this to where let's, let's see let me get it down <laughs> How is it gonna work, bro? Inception. Wow. Yeah, exactly. 
So what would be the? So, well, why don't you describe it? Describe it. Oh, oh wait, it's gonna be better like this. Okay, so. I can't see that. It just. Oh, okay. Okay. I see a light in the air. That light. Okay, like right up across here. Yeah. Is the um. Let's see if I can. Like. All right, give us a description, Teach, instead of the. You know what? It's going to be easier if I just do the, the fucking photo, I think. Yeah, okay. okay. See this thing yeah. right here? Yeah. Okay. It's just because of the perspective, but that is like a almost a perfect rectangle, okay, mm. as I'm driving along. And it, um, you know, normally it would, um, you know, kind of, change uh shape after um shit after a while but it, it held a rectangular shape for like hours as i'm driving and then at one point it kind of like moved up and away <laughs> yeah um oh, wait and then there me, was is that an alien or a ghost bro which <laughs> alien alien okay Some fucking alien um yeah and um there was one shot that i mean it was like shooting some uh yeah i know it sounds weird but um like some lasers out this was part of one that that kind of uh that i got kind of coming close by this see that class, right bro. there mm -hmm. no 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 <laughs> yeah you see the lights in there of the fucking no, I you see, see that right I... there, huh? You see that too? He's just giving me the middle <laughs> finger. Slide, <laughs> slide that right up in there, okay? We just slide that right up in there. But anyways, man. Oh, I'm... here it is. No, here it is. Here you go. Look at that, okay? Look at that fucking shot, dude. Okay. Yeah, it looks kind of weird. There were there yeah. were beams of, I thought it looked like kind of energy. It was moving so fast, but when I look back, I actually caught um, a couple of like little laser things that it had shot out. So, um, anyways, I I'm a big. At the end of the day, man, I was just letting you know. It's like I believe there's just things okay. more. Look, you see this thing right here? They see that dark little thing right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. a UFO? That was that was one of the that was one of the rectangles <laughs> at a, at a slightly different angle, and the these little uh, lights right there. Mm. Those, um, yeah, those are like other little. Tunes, uh, so tunes, yeah. Are you are you an alien believer as well too? I mean, uh, oh yeah, bro. Yeah, for okay. Sure, yeah. I mean, the government. Oh, dude, is, these days if you're not, you're now. just kidding like, yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what's going if you on. Don't man. think so. Like the whole, the whole. Dude, like... they have okay, James. They have what are called not of this world um, biologics. Okay, yeah, but the okay. Thing is, here, here's, here's Do you know what, what that is? Yeah, That's but if... alien beings. Okay, they have them. Then why don't they just say alien beings? Because if I made an okay, like look, think about this. If I'm I sorry, to... they're not using your term terminology that you like. No, I'm just saying, look, because out of this world, if I created a craft outside of this world in outer space, and then I also did some biological experiments, those are out of this world biologics, man. Just tell us we have fucking space alien crafts, man. I've just smelled <laughs> it's like something fishy going on. Like, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, just show us the fucking okay. craft, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Like at this day and age, like why can't you just show us the alien, man? Like show us the 
show us the fucking craft, man. Like, why are we teasing this shit? It seems like it's just, you know, a lot of like. Well, dude, that's why I was saying, like, when I was driving past Hartley, Texas, I feel like they were almost showing off to me. Like, mm. there's so many things mm. that I could have filmed and taken pictures of that, you know, at one, here's what happened, okay? At one point, I was like, oh, come on, this isn't, this isn't impressing me. You know, come on, you guys, like, you know, um, you can do better than that. Like, you're still hiding yourself some, you know, like, come on, let's, let's make this more real. Like, I was goading them the same way dude, same way Toons was goading the, uh, the ghost that, that could have, um, the way I see it when it comes to um, paranormal experiences like that, there's frequencies, okay? Oh, yeah. And if you're able to connect with a certain frequency, there are beings in that frequency that, you know, will have an effect upon you. So where, where think, were you, where were you at when you took those pictures? You were driving on like a freeway somewhere. Yeah, I was, I was going um, South. Uh, probably. He recently drove from California <laughs> Actually, to, to Florida, basically mm -hmm. to, uh, to go back. Yeah. Home but this, this was dad. coming um, down from, yeah. North uh, of, from the North part of Texas, just down mm -hmm. through. And, um, part of it and then it went over like oh man i went a route i've never gone before i just i um i went through aspen and spent uh like uh, two days there and then from there i just hit the old ways app and just let it go and it took me a different route instead of going on down the, the 70 and then hooking up with like um i don't know like one of the uh not 75 but before that to come down south but it took me some back roads because the eisenhower tunnel was closing down and you would have to sit there and wait for like half an hour just sitting there sitting still waiting for the one side to come through so you could go through and so it took me a route never been before and that's when i got like all these uh freaky pictures and oh, the wow. stuff that was going on hmm. i after i after I, later, them, man. I uh you know i was like okay uh I got it. You guys, you guys have really impressed me now. You don't need to show me anything else. Like, okay. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. And it just kept going on and on and well, on. There until... was an Air Force base, like right by, you know, Aspen area, right? In that area, right? There is an Air Force base, right? That's not where I was <laughs> seeing this stuff. I was nice. seeing this stuff. I remember just seeing Hartley, Texas. Okay. One, Google Hartley, Texas and see what kind of um, installations and stuff like that. I know there's, I think there's got to be some kind of energy stations alongside along there because um yeah the blinking lights that were going on and the way these things were hovering over the blinking lights and it looked like there were energy stations near there you know like as if they were either um fueling up possibly um but static um static energy is how these things are able to move with basically their own gravity you know what they're talking uh, about when they see these things in the in the um you know these these uh naval um Hartley, uh, Texas pilots is a little outside they're, they're, of Albuquerque basically right so that that's kind of it's like a, it's like a few hours okay. outside of Albuquerque um but uh dude you, you know what so uh that that's pretty well, interesting. Take, okay so the, when they're talking about these little tic-tac pills moving and stopping and going down and like the g-force and everything it would be crazy not if you're using static electricity to a high, very, very high degree. Mm. Like that's the only way you could actually move fast and stop and have your own uh, gravity field like these, like they're talking about these guys doing. So pretty, pretty let's get back to tunes here. My God, yeah, yeah, did we yeah. not get off well, track here? Like, no, that's <laughs> tunes. We're talking about, you're good. 
We're talking about we're not long afraid journeys, to do that man. here, you know, because this is how you get to know people sometimes, you know? Yeah. yeah and no so, worries. um, were there any other paranormal experiences? Uh, that's the main one, I think. That was the main one. Yeah. That, that the main pretty, one. <laughs> that is that is pretty scary to have a seizure, one. man. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Dude. And, uh, you know, yeah. but well, let me ask you. Well, you, you actually have had other crazy experiences, man, because, uh, you know, I don't think you've driven across the country, but you have been on uh, uh, long journeys before, like an uh, ayahuasca <laughs> trip, right? I mean, like, uh, yeah. that's actually done. Yeah. Let, let's hear about yes. it, man, because I feel like uh, we haven't had a guest that's really, really talked about it in depth. Well, actually, uh, I don't know. No one's had the ayahuasca experience and told us about it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You tell us, uh, so tell, how did you link up or, you know, ayahuasca, if you don't know, it's a, uh, yeah, explain it. Yeah, so. You know, I've been on an intense spiritual journey the past few years. You know, it first started with me having to take a look in the mirror at myself. You know, I had to get sober, man, like because my my 20s were wild and I got in a lot of trouble. Let's just I'll say that. And, uh, you know, it kind of put me in some financial debt. And I had to take a look in the mirror and say, like, you know, the life that I want to live, like I have to change my, my ways. I have to change my habits. So I got sober. Um, after I got sober, you know, I decided, you know what, like I heard people talking about going to therapy. Um, I have, I have regular trauma just as, as any other person does, you know, nothing crazy. Um, you know, but, uh, I decided to try therapy. So I, I saw a couple of hypnotherapists, uh, changed my mindset. I started feeling a lot better after that led me to ayahuasca. I don't know. I feel like with hypnotherapy, it just kind of like opens up all the doors. You start figuring out all the answers to what you're looking for. And so, I don't know, I, I just said, looked up ayahuasca retreat near me. And next thing I know, I was at an ayahuasca retreat. I'd heard a lot of good things about it. What city was um, this in? It was in um, Cherry Valley. It's out, out there, out there near uh, Beaumont. Okay. And so, yeah, it was a three day, three day retreat. Texas? No, it's halfway uh, to Palm Springs, kind of. It's near Beaumont. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's a Beaumont in Texas. Huh? Sorry. I'm still got Texas in my head. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was a three day ayahuasca retreat. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what, what do you guys know about ayahuasca? Well, what I know about ayahuasca is that basically DMT is like uh, uh kind of given to you in an oral oral uh delivery way back in the day like uh the uh, uh natives from the amazon forest they basically mm. they have a drink that yeah literally is kind of like gives you a vision quest you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then uh what it is is kind of like a uh one part is a miao uh, yeah inhibitor inhibitor basically yeah that allows the DMT that's located inside the ayahuasca to kind of like let you trip basically. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of uh, what I know about it. So I've tried DMT before. Um, <laughs> I didn't. You smoked uh, it. I smoked it. Science, science with James. We're going to have a special little, you know, uh, part where we just do fucking science with James. Oh dude. I mean, I am a dude. chemist, man. So this oh, kind yeah, of stuff like, does, does fascinate me. Right. So the thing is like, thank um, you. Thank you very much. That's why it sounded like a fucking scientist, you know? I'm well, sorry. I mean, Go ahead, James. You know, when I like for me, like after I found out that like uh the just say no program and all this like Reagan drug bullshit was just like kind of like lies in a sense, you know what I mean? Um I, I, I wanted to experiment a lot in all sorts mm. of drugs, man. That like, you know, that for me, I was like what else is the government lying to me about? But anyway, so yeah. you know, trying DMT, man, it was just like for me. I had always heard about it on Joe Rogan, and mm -hmm. uh, you know I always wanted to try it, but I didn't know anybody that had DMT. Finally, one day I went to a uh, Joshua Tree, kind of like a private concert for Zoo. You, you know, Zoo, the artist. Oh, he, what? Yeah, right. Yeah, and then okay. like, 
I was like, shit, dude, I was lucky enough to get to go to this. And oh, I, I remember like, that one. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went to I, I was like, I'm going to bring a few, uh, uh, you know, party favors for people just to make sure this party goes off. Right. And then so I, I gave this dude uh, who was in a monkey suit. He had a full on <laughs> gorilla suit, uh, a couple uh, you know, party favors, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he, he he later on, he was like, dude, bro, this is for you. And it was a sack of D- <laughs> it was a sack of DMT, basically. And I was like, wow. dude. Talk, if, what if kind I, of uh, media? Like, what was what, it? Powder? It's a, is it? It's what an is orange it? powder, man. It's an yeah. orange powder, and it smells like, like, kind of like f- foam. It smells like rubbery, kind of like foam. Like, a, okay. So the thing is, like, there's only a little bit. How do you consume it? You just put it in like a glass uh, pipe, and then you smoke, you smoke it, it, basically. And then you got. Oh, you smoke it. it. Yeah, you smoke Ooh, it. Shit. Yeah, and then um. You what know, do you What do you light it with? Just a lighter, or, or yeah, just a lighter. It's but the thing is, like, I didn't, I didn't what they call blast through. You know, I didn't like. Oh, you didn't. I, I didn't blast through, man. Oh. So like, I was only the, in. What the, the fuck does that mean? Well, <clears throat> okay, you know how uh, <laughs> basically what they call is like you. It's a, it's kind of like the spins. If you close your eyes. What I, Ooh, what I like yeah. to imagine Ugh. is like a, you see it kind of like a tunnel, right? But this is a really interesting tunnel. It was a like th- imagine like um, there's a scene in like uh, Alice in Wonderland where there's like a whole bunch of cards swirling into a spiral kind of like down a drain or something like that. But it's like black cards on a black background and it's moving kind of constantly. So oh, wow. That's cool. I, yeah, it's I, really, get, a, yeah, yeah, I get an idea so what you're can, talking can, about. Yeah, right. So and then it would kind of like stop all of a sudden. Like everything would be just go like stop motion and then it would start swirling again. So I didn't really get to blast through. But apparently uh, once you take enough, you go into the this complete like white space. You know what I mean? That's just like kind of like white space that and then you uh, uh, can hear the fucking aliens. Apparently, man, I never <laughs> I, I never got to that point, man. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Man, but, you got to you got to blast through. And this yeah. is this is with DMT. This is with DMT. So this mm-hmm. is what what ayahuasca is is yeah. the kind of like Native American, not Native American, but just like the tribe, yeah. tribal version of they discovered this long, long time ago. So how was that experience, man? I mean, I heard yeah, a lot so of it's a yeah. it's a it's a similar and how thing. How did you consume it? Yeah, so ayahuasca is a tea that you drink, you know, and so similar thing they, that they talk about is you know breaking through, and so I definitely broke through. They, they say to surrender, <laughs> you have to surrender to the experience. And a lot of my shaman, he, he trained all of us. He told us like, they're talking about it, you know, like to surrender and, and you're going to feel like you're going to die. You're going to have an experience of dying and don't be afraid of it. Don't fight it. Just let it happen. And once you die, it's this experience of being reborn. And when you, I swear to God, this is far out stuff. I literally died. I was reborn. And when I was reborn, man, it was just like, life was amazing again like that i don't know if you guys remember like when you were a kid like how amazing life was you know you're you're looking around everything's new everything's new the trees the skies the butterflies the birds you know that feeling came back like i opened my eyes and just looking at the trees and the the birds are flying around it was like i'm back you know i'm back to i appreciate life so much more there's so much uh healing benefits to this it's a sacred they refer to it as a a sacred medicine you know and so there's so many healing benefits to it i I really recommend it for anyone who's uh struggling out there or or anyone really if you want to if you want to be closer to what god is you know closer to your fellow human did you did you did you throw up after you after you drank the tea i heard there's a lot of throwing up i threw up a lot yeah (laughs) okay so it's like I, Man, some get, people do not like throwing get, up. Like, the real, the real deal. Because I've always wanted to ask you about. It. Was it like some people going to hear this? Yeah, it was some bile. Hear this? 
Was it like clear? Was it like? So here's the thing. Like, check this out. So I'm, you know, I know I believe in all this stuff, but I always question, and I I was still skeptical going to the the retreat. And that first day, I was still in a kind of like a skeptical mindset. I was like, let's see if this works or whatever. I take it. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I don't feel shit, you know, and I'm just like looking around and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just waiting, you know, but then, but then the, the shaman, he do, he's doing a, he's doing a, a harmonica and he has these, these, uh, these, these, uh, leaves. I forget what you call them. Shakruna leaves. And he's doing the harmonica and the leaves and he's wearing all this jewelry. And he's like, you know, and then they have a whole indigenous band up there. They're singing, they refer to them as Icaros and they're, they're singing all these songs oh, yeah, and, they're, heard of that. and they're, they're calling to the spirits and they're raising the vibration. They're raising the frequency in the room. And as that was happening, then the, you start to feel, okay. Then it was like a cr- the girl start, <laughs> starts crying. This one's throwing up over here. People are starting to throw up. <laughs> getting intense. You know what I mean? And, uh, and then I was, I was still waiting. I was like, man, nothing's happening to me and nothing's happening mm-hmm. to me. And then I, I threw up and I, I was like, oh, here it comes. And I'm throwing up into this bucket. And so I was still skeptical. I was like, you know what? That was just the tea that I threw up, right? I was like, oh, that was the equivalent of the tea I drank. Okay. But then I threw up gallons, bro. Gallon, and the, the, tea, the cup of tea is a, little, <laughs> is a little red cup. So I was throwing up gallons. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. Yeah. These are the songs. Stuff like that, but some of them are more upbeat to like raise the vibration. So okay, so these are the songs. Let, let me let me okay. So so as you were throwing up, man, and it's just gallons I'm of kidding. fucking. Even, did you have to drink gallons of uh, ayahuasca, or was it only a little? No, bit? like I said, the ayahuasca. No, was no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. That's and so I, I, I know that, but yeah. Okay, so, so I was skeptical. I was skeptical. You know, I was like, oh, that was just the, the ayahuasca I threw up. But then after that, just like not, I'm, I'm exaggerating. Not gallons, maybe okay. a gallon, maybe a gallon. Okay. Okay, then okay. I knew, okay, uh, dude, like, that's that's still a lot. That's still yeah. a lot. So then I knew the healing work was happening. I was, you know, did you, yeah. Did you see like, uh, so I'm saying like, as you were throwing up, did you have any visions? Like, how, what was it? So like? it was a it was a three day retreat. It was three nights, three ceremonies. Right, that first night I did a lot of purging. I saw some visuals. It wasn't really anything crazy. It was more like an introspective night. You know, like kind of like introspective thinking about my life when you say purging when you say purging what do you mean by purging throwing up throwing up is (laughs) oh okay yeah so that was i just like hearing the words i'm sorry i just love hearing those words sorry yeah so that was the first night and it was like i said that was a more mellow night kind of more introspective reflecting on my life the decisions that were made you know people in my life people who hurt me people who wronged me letting go forgiving people stuff like that thinking about everything right and then the second night you Mm. could tell you could feel it in the air like okay this is the night when the, like you're saying, James, you know, about the breakthrough. So the second night I, you, we could all tell, and there was like 50 of us at this retreat. We could all feel it in the air, like day two, this is the day where the breakthrough happens. And so, you know, you know, it was, it was all day. There was like Reiki. There was uh, a lot of uh, activities. There was like hammocks and it was a nice ranch, you know, we stuff to do during the day, you know, and then at night was the ceremony. And so I took one cup again and uh, you know, I was like, you know, I'm gonna take it easy again. But and it's crazy, too. So like the way it works is the shaman calls all of you up to the altar and you go up to the altar. And when you go up to the altar, he looks you in your eyes and he looks you into your soul. He looks into your soul and he knows like how much to pour, like depend, like how much pain this person has in their life. Like he might pour you a little bit more. You know, he looks into your your (laughs) eyes. He looks into your soul, you know. And so I took one cup, one cup on night two. And I was like, I'm gonna take it easy again. And people were taking two cups, you know, and people were throwing up. A lot of healing was happening. And it was it was it was crazy. The shaman, he's walking around the room and I don't know how he knew he was walking around the room and and he's walking around the room in circles. And then for some reason, when he got to my I'm laying on a little mat, like a yoga mat inside this barn. 
And so he comes and he walks and he stops at me. And I'm like, uh-oh. And he stops at me and he looks at me and he's like, go up to the altar. You're going to take a second cup. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Oh, and, well, it easier than that. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. You go now. I was like, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> so, like, I couldn't say no. You know what I mean? So I know I you're telling me, but is there a world in where it's okay that I say no anyway? Yeah. So he was like, no, go up there. I'm not asking you. And so I went up there and I was like, all right, here we go. So I take the second cup. And then, so that's kind of like with your experience, James, you know, you, you probably needed to take another hit or a couple more hits to break through. So when I took that second cup, I broke through, man. And that's <laughs> and you're in the white space. And you're, it was, these are those eyes hallucinations, basically, right? Yeah. It was. It, it was uh, it was intense patterns and visualizations, and I w- I was seeing like almost like entities, like and I was seeing eyes and like I don't know, man, like in these intense were they colors. To you? And the, yeah, they were what talking were they to saying? me. They were talking to me telepathically, and see, and that's where I don't know, like was that these entities or was that my mind, my subconscious yeah, yeah, yeah. mind? But voices were talking to me, and it was just that's where all the healing happened, and it was telling me things like you know, like like you chose this life, like stop making life so hard, appreciate life. You, you Mm -hmm. chose this life, you know, like appreciate life, enjoy life, you know, love your family, love your friends, you know, like just appreciate it, man. It's, it's that simple. I feel like we all, we all overcomplicate life and it's like, just be, try to be present just try to try to appreciate the present moment. And have you you done acid before? Yeah. Nah, no, you haven't. Have you done Uh -uh. ketamine? Nah, nah. Okay. Mm -mm. No, I'm just curious because like, uh, like I said, I, I feel like, the experience that you're talking about when you had on ayahuasca was um, how, like, the first time I took ecstasy, actually, man, like, mm. I was in a, like, I, I, I was, like, just had gone through a breakup, and then, like, you know, I was just, like, really, really, life was just, like, uh, oh, yeah. very, very depressed at that period of time, and then, like, um, and then I had taken it, and I just remember the feeling of, wow, life is so beautiful, like, where you're saying, like, the first time you look at, like, trees is a different, uh, uh, you, you yeah. know what I mean? You just kind of, like, get this, like, Dude, I have like a reason to live because life is so beautiful, not because of yeah. uh, uh, somebody else or like achievements that I need to to make. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, because it's like as I get older now, like the uh, I don't learn anything on drugs anymore. It's weird. Like I just kind of mm-hmm. purely do them for enjoyment, uh, enjoyment. Like, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, uh, I don't know whether that's because of age or I've learned everything. Like, you know, like, have you done shrooms? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like for, yeah, I've done yeah shrooms. okay. Like, you know, I've done a lot of shrooms my, in my life. I'm not a very, I can only take like a little bit of shrooms because, uh, like I said, I get a lot of, uh, anxiety, yeah. um, when, when I was on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Get, but I've, I've had some too. bad trips, man. I, I oh, remember yeah. thinking one bad trip I had, I was like, I, all of a sudden, uh, I saw like a guy, one of my friends just spinning around and w- just waving his arms like this. And oh, my shit. mind, my mind just snapped. Like, I was like, there's no way that this guy can be doing that. Even though he was, he was just fucking around. But in my mind, I was like, <laughs> why is he doing that? There's no, yeah, dude. that means that I can't really believe what I'm seeing right now. Fuck. Like, what? you, you know what I mean? Like, if I can't believe <clears throat> what I'm seeing right now, like, how do I know I'm like really here? Like, you just, your <laughs> mind just starts to like. Yeah, shrooms work, do that to you. Yeah. Right. Work. But like I feel like nowadays I've I've just like done a lot to experience to really understand what reality is, and that's kind of like what drugs have like taught me, man. You, you know what I mean? So, uh, mm-hmm. but hey, man, we don't have that much time. But I want to start talking about music, man. What? Uh, God I mean, dang, we, man! We got yeah, a bit here we time. are skipping right along, man. <laughs> but hey, man, what happens um, when you have a good guest on? You know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Dude, you you had some awesome stories, man. Um, dude, 
before electronic dance music, what kind of music did you listen to, man? Like growing up? <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. what did what did you go to school for? You said you went to uh, uh marketing. Marketing, Poly- okay. Dude, the yeah. smart guy, man. Hell yeah, dude. Um, dude, yeah. What did you, what did you uh like? What was your first album that you bought, man? I always like first to album. Okay, so I'll you say, not even buy albums by the I'll time. I'll say you... like you know this is kind of embarrassing, but dude, I, my musical taste didn't get get good until high school. But <laughs> as a as a kid, hey, dude, I, as a kid, I, dude, I remember listening to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys as a kid, and I went to yeah, NSYNC, NSYNC concert. Dude, hell like, yeah, dude! Hell yeah, know? man! Hey, they're back on tour, man. I, dude, I would say it can't. I mean, that that's that that's that's funny, man. Pop music, man. That's a lot of pop people, music. Like, that's that's what it was. Taste of how yeah. to get into you know. Uh, Teach Teach had an older brother, so he was like yeah. listening to fucking Van Halen already as, oh, his, yeah. like, as his first albums. You know what I mean? But oh, I wasn't that cool. Yeah. yeah, like for me, no, I always joke with people. I'm like, yeah, I'm a music producer. And I know a lot about music, but my first album was a uh, uh, Ace of Bass, man. I, like, oh, I don't even... bro, I love Ace of Bass, bro. <laughs> Were you the sign? At... Yeah, dude. When I listen to it I now, I'm play like, that dude. in my set. <laughs> Maybe a remix, man, but yeah. you know, like I remember as a kid, Whoop There It Is was my first jam, dude. When I heard Whoop There It Is, dude, that was like, holy shit, this is the best song ever, man. That was like, I was in, uh, you know, elementary school, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So th- that that was my first, you know, and Green Day Dookie, man, that was like a big. Those are those are big albums for me, but like obviously <laughs> getting into the electronic dance music scene, man, like uh. Dude, you, you've been in the scene for a long time, but like you only kind of like, I guess, a little bit more recently started to actually like, uh, you know, go out in the clubs and DJ. Right. I mean, yeah. like tell us about your uh, rave journey, man. Like what was yeah. your first rave? Yeah. So, like I said, you know, my musical journey was embarrassing from elementary to middle school. Then in high school, <laughs> high school, I started, you know, my musical taste got a little bit better. I went through, uh, you know, I was, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Juggalo, with ju- Juggalos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. me and yeah, my friends, we, ICP, were like, right? we were like Juggalos, you know, and, and we, you know, we would paint our faces on Halloween and we, you know, I was into Tech Nine and, you know, Twisted and Insane Clown Posse. Tech Nine Wait, was my favorite, though, if you know Tech Nine, you, bro. Do you know who, do you know what the Juggalos are? You don't know? You don't no, know sir, I do not. Insane Clown Posse? Yeah. So basically. Nope. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta know about that. No, you, you gotta. Okay, basically, this is like. Okay, so teach here. I'm gonna pull it up on the screen real quick. Basically, there's a group called Insane Clown Posse, and uh, oh, I love these guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Their their people were called Juggalos, basically. So all the people like kind of like wore like uh you know th- this face paint, and uh, they have these like big festivals called uh, <laughs> the Juggalo Fest, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, the gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah. So how did you get into the rave scene, yeah. man? I mean, this is like so like. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Basically, in high school, I was hanging around those people, and, you know, the music is not the greatest. I, w- I just wanted to fit in, you know, but I really liked Tech 9 you know. But anyways, I found the rave scene, and I, and I would go to by myself sometimes, you know, but I had some friends that took me to my first events. But when I went, when I got into EDM and the rave scene, I knew, like, you know, this is my shit. Like, I found my thing, finally. Like, I found it, you know what I mean? And so my first rave was, uh, my first raves were in 2008. You know, the first one was at a skate shop in Compton. It was a drum and bass show. Uh, and then I started going to the the Hudson, Gotham City Fridays and San Bernardino. Those are those all ages raves. And that was a whole scene back then. And then my first EDC was 2009 at the Coliseum. And then from there, 
just been hooked nonstop. And, you know, I was always, always distracted by partying, just always in the party, party mode, party mode. And it wasn't until pretty much the pandemic where I couldn't party anymore, which was a blessing in disguise because now I'm in my room. I can't fucking party. I, I have nothing to do. So I love this shit. Like, let me learn how to DJ. Let me learn how to, how to make music. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Man. Hey, I, I saw that recently you had one of our uh, former guests on this show, on your podcast, man, uh, our boy Theo, man. And he's, oh, from yeah. my, he's from my hometown, West Covina, man. So uh, yeah. I was always growing up going to his shows, man. How was uh, talking to Theo? Yeah, man, he's cool, man. Super humble guy. He's a legend. Yeah, he's awesome. That's that's awesome, man. Teach. Remember Theo, dude? I, I felt like, you know, he for him, like it was like, you know, a lot of us people who are in this scene, we kind of like went to a random party and like, wow, I love this shit. For me, I used to be so into hip hop as well, too. And then, mm -hmm. um, like I said, I went to my first rave and I was like, dude, I think I like the culture of the whole like rave scene way more than I oh, like yeah. hip hop. Oh, because, yeah. Like when I was growing up, hip hop was kind of like this blue collar. You don't have to worry about getting shot as much, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah, that that's for sure. But when I was growing up, hip hop was kind of like this blue collar um, music of the streets. You, you know what I mean? And then like all of a sudden when I was in high school, it became commercialized and it was about like, yeah. like yep. P. Diddy and Sean John and like, uh, yeah. like, you know, bling bling and all this stuff. So mm -hmm. like I wasn't really like feeling all that kind of music as much. So when I got introduced to the rave scene, um, you know, I, I always tell people this, man, at uh, like. People don't know about the word plur. Teach, you know what about the word plur? I don't know if I, I've maybe I've told you before, but maybe you <laughs> P L U R. Plur? Yeah, P L U R. Let's see if you remember. I don't know. It sounds like you're uh, you're wasted on your DMT or something like that, and you're <laughs> trying to say pure. Let's quiz it. Let's good, man. No, no actually, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever told people about this because, like, when I was my first rave. People were telling me, okay, well, these are kind of like the principles of the rave community. It's yep. peace, love, unity, and respect. So yep. I, I know teach one of your mantras is teach peace, basically, right? So it's mm -hmm. pretty interesting because learn, like, learn, and teach peace. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Uh, so like you know, this the whole scene of the rave nice. was basically just like for me, like this new culture that people were just like so friendly, man. I I feel like oh yeah, in L.A., man. Um, did you hear about the most recent parties getting raided? Um, Lick and Dip getting raided? Oh, shit. Police? I've been seeing some stuff on Instagram, man. They had yeah, beef with that other collective. Yeah, it's just so funny because, like, I've been calling that. It's like Lick and Dip was a cool party to go to at the beginning. But it's just like, dude, people don't understand the plur aspect of the rave scene, man. They're, they just yeah. feel like it's like a, a legal party is a rave. It's like, no, nah, that's not that's not like how it is, man. Like yeah. when I grew up in the rave scene, it's like you can go to a really dangerous part of town and really find like really, really nice people that uh, listen to this cool kind of music. You know what I mean? So. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, for for our for my 40th, man, uh, where we're, Tunes is going to DJ and uh, Teach is going to have like a little art exhibit. Nice. I was basically saying that like uh, it, it is a rave, but it's also like for the art kids that listen to uh, this podcast. It's kind of like an art exhibit of what uh an underground rave in my mind is basically you know what i mean like nice. heavily heavily like, like uh heavily like uh plur influenced you, you know what i mean like um like it's gonna be plur fun <laughs> if you listen to this podcast i'm gonna draw, tell you right now it's fucking open bar and it's there's like tons of shit that are free giveaways man and the music oh, is yeah. gonna be awesome we're dropping Ooh. like a few thousand dollars into the, the lighting and everything like that, man. So uh, it's okay, going to be a fucking show you don't want to miss, man. So if, if, you know, I know a lot of the listeners, shout out to uh, 
you know, Dan, Sammy, uh, you know, all, all the listeners, Karen, that that already RSVP for the party, man. And uh, it's going to be oh, dope, sweet. man. You know, we're going to have a really uh, dope party, man. So uh, Tunes is also going to play for us that night, man. And yeah. uh, well, dude, man. So, uh, dude, I am so much more looking forward to this uh to this party now just because i get to meet and hang out with you man after these stories tonight (laughs) you've instantly become a much more interesting person in my in my world so that's why why these podcasts are dope you know because you get to really know someone you get to you know well that's the way we try to run it you know i mean we we do try to have certain questions we jam in there um you know like a um uh, like a cavity search uh you know but in between (laughs) sandwiches of you know, going off script and off, you know, just down a, 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 a you know, unknown road, you yeah. know, just to see how everyone responds to whatever the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. And that's, you know, we, 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 uh, we have our own special sponsors, basically that dude and me that makes it to where we can say, we can talk about anything we want, you know, whenever we want. And, um, that's one of the reasons why it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of become therapeutic. Oh, you know, yeah. for both he he and I, on top of mm-hmm. of uh, you know being able to to connect with people and everything. Um, tell us about tell us about your podcast, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have a podcast uh, just started uh, maybe what five months ago, four months ago, and it's called you know Cryptic Conversations. You know, it's a spinoff of uh, Tunes from the Crypt, so it's called Cryptic Conversations. And you know, I talk about nice. uh, conspiracies, spirituality, and I, I'm really leaning more towards spirituality at this point, but you know, I just want to have interesting conversations and, and help people learn, you know, valuable information and, and help people heal. Did you grow up with a religious background at all? Not really. Not really. So your no. family didn't like go to church or anything like that when you grew up? No, not really. Interesting. No. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No, because like my family, like grew up, uh, like I grew up going to a lot of church and, um, uh, you know, so I, I guess I like, I don't seek the spirituality stuff as much. My 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 interest is always like kind of like human interaction, like like mm-hmm. ki- kind of you know what I mean. Yeah. Which is uh, like I said, it's just well, that's that's a kind of a, a version of spirituality. Yeah, exactly. Really. That's what I was, was going to say. Yeah, it, everyone has kind of like their own definition definition of these terms that kind of mean the same thing, really. Yeah. If you you know if you compare the the um, the aspects, I think. So did you get your tarot cards read, man? Oh uh, no, I haven't done that actually. Oh, I don't so know if I believe you... in that. Oh, oh okay. I got I got yeah. a question for you. You ever heard of uh, smoking the toad? Yeah, bufo. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What buf bufo? So that's that's DMT. It's bufo. That's like the you want to do DMT on another level. You 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 scrape the secretion off the the certain toad. Um, it's called a bufo alvarius or something like that. It's it's in the Sonora Desert, and you scrape the the secretion off of him. And uh, you let it dry up in the sun, and you smoke it, and that's that's what DMT is. Oh, yeah. interesting. So you know, DMT... I didn't know that the DMT had that close of a tie to it. I just know that I, I heard of smoking the toad, and that's where you, like you, the the purer the purest, you know, the fascist I, of. I of think smoking I might do toad. that next. <laughs> I, I was that's that was my question to you is if you've heard of it and if you would want to do something like that, seeing as how you've already gotten we we have better. It drugs, seems like guys. you've already had a, a, an experience. <laughs> you, You've already had an experience that really kind of um, helps you to uh, determine, you know, what it is that you want to do. But from what I've heard, the uh, the DMT or the smoking the toad um, <laughs> is just another way of basically doing that. Um, but it might, you know, give you a different perspective because that's 
you know, it sounds like that's that's what actually happens. Yeah. You know, the the the, the most basic actuality is that experience gives you a different perspective on how to look at things, and and that perspective maybe changes your frequency a little bit, mm-hmm. and enables you to be able to see things you didn't see before and appreciate things the way you didn't before. And and um, you know, I know that there's a lot of people that could benefit from this. And don't be just doing this like, you know, because we're telling you to do it, get, yeah. go see your doctor, get an EKG, which for you young folks, that means when they, when they check on your heart, you're breathing and everything, respiration and all that stuff. Cause you don't be fucking around with any of this stuff. If you got any kind of problems like that, that you need to be careful of. But yeah. if you're good to go, then, you know, and you're, and you're, you know, having, uh, having some issues, you're having a hard time. So, <laughs> figuring out and and, and you're doing duty i went through many times in my life right? i didn't know what the fuck i was gonna do you know and i yeah you know Tunes, last question we didn't, we didn't have a ayahuasca thing yeah go ahead james last question man because uh what, what so before today i mean um what do you know about street art man i'm just curious like uh um, you know not much you know banksy I, mean, is? I was about to say i know i've heard of banksy and i've seen some of his stuff um I actually have a couple of b- badass artists if I could uh, introduce you, maybe have them on your show. Too. Yeah, that'd be awesome, yeah. man. No, oh, hell always, yeah. We like to, you know, like to cross pollinate. Yeah. You know what I absolutely love about this scene, man? Um, the street art scene and the DJ scene, they're actually very similar to me, man. Because at the end of the day, before EDM became like this big commercial thing, these are all just underground artists who kind of created their own artistry and flavor and they were just kind of and everything was in these underground parties man and it's so cool because street art before there was no information on djs like you know i mean there was no like place where you can like go and like look up the wikipedia for djs and then like kind of find their discography man and you know in the street art scene there's still a bunch of different artists that have like a bunch of cool work um that uh uh that it's on the street that you have to actually go out and find man and that's kind of like what i i want to do with our scene um just you know incorporate this underground music culture and this underground art scene man because uh that makes for a good event basically right so uh so yeah man i mean that that's what's gonna happen on september 29th man we're gonna throw a sick party man and dude i i can't wait to hear you know what that that just brings it back together to show that basically technically everybody is an artist everybody in this world is an artist all you got to do is figure out what your medium is yep dude i love that man when you find your medium you're gonna find your game, and there you go. You know, have you heard of Basquiat, man? Mm-mm. Basquiat is basically—he's <laughs> like one of the—he's uh, like a street artist. He kind of died of heroin, like in the oh, '80s, wow. but like he dated Madonna. Anyways, he was also a DJ. And what I loved—what I loved—one of his quote was like he was like, uh, you know, art is how you decorate space. Music is how you decorate, decorate time. time. Basically, yeah. right? I love so, that quote. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, what I mean that—that's uh, from Basquiat, basically, right? Oh, so, okay. So, dude, I I fucking love that, and uh, that's what we're trying to do here, man. Combine like uh this like uh space and time on this podcast, man. So uh, check out check out fucking Tunes podcast, man. Cryptic conversations. Um, uh, yeah, this guy's gonna be DJing our party, so uh, come out and meet him, man. And uh, dude, drop your socials for us, man. Yeah. So Instagram Tunes from the Crypt Tunes with a Z. Um, you know my link tree's in there. You can find all my stuff there, and on YouTube Tunes from the Crypt. Oh yeah, man. We're gonna be collabing a little bit more. Do you have a track you want to drop uh, uh, at the end of this uh, episode, man? Um, yeah. So I, I emailed it to you if you want to add it there. You yeah. Know? What's the, what's the name of the track? It's called uh, "Hooked on Your Love." I have four four tracks coming out soon. Just need to get them mastered, and uh, yeah. So the, the one we can debut will be uh, "Hooked on Your Love." 
Hell yeah, man. Uh, that, that's nice. awesome, man. So uh, let's let's talk more. We're definitely gonna uh, do collab more together, dude. So uh, yeah, nice man. little introduction. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Anytime an hour goes by this this fast, yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah bro. that's crazy. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Follow us at PTCP Show. Love you guys. Take Jones, care. Thanks, dude. Thank Peace. you. Bye. Peace.
Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.